Anti-racism is the active practice of opposing racism and promoting racial equality. Although sometimes it feels like racism is a thing of the past, unfortunately, there's still systemic and overt racism in our communities. In response to newcomer communities' experiences of racism in sports groups, the Anti-Racism in Sport campaign was started. This weekend, the campaign will be holding the Access and Inclusion to Sport Conference. Let's get into it. My name is Daria Hercara-Palmer. I'm a project consultant with the Anti-Racism in Sport campaign that's hosted by Immigration Partnership Winnipeg. So, a conference is coming up this weekend. There's going to be a ton of, like, panels, uh, speakers, and it's going to be really exciting. But before we get into all that, I'd like to learn more about the Anti-Racism in Sport campaign. I guess let's just start with why was it started? So the Anti-Racism Sport campaign was started really because we were hearing from our communities, especially our newcomer communities, about the racism that they were facing in sport groups, particularly soccer. Um, and so one thing that the community groups wanted to do was understand exactly what was going on and then also addressing it as well because a lot of people still believe that racism doesn't exist in sport whereas a lot of our research has proven that it still exists it's ongoing and it really needs to be addressed yeah it's one of those ongoing struggles that it feels like something like ah yeah racism it isn't really a big thing anymore it's just you know you hear it sometimes in the news but it's like no there are still some uh, systemic challenges that we face within our communities. So it's really cool to see an initiative and a campaign like this that addresses, at least within the area of sports, and of course that will bleed out into other aspects of the community as well. Exactly. And so we have a, a multifaceted campaign that really focuses on, as I mentioned before, our research, which has done focus groups, but then also a literature review and environmental scan to school presentations, stakeholder training for athletes, coaches, parents, administrators, a public awareness campaign where we highlight the instances of racism in sport, but then also really highlight the successes of people in spite of racism in sport. And then also our anti-racism in sport campaign for organizations to sign on to so we can provide them resources for them to work towards becoming an anti-racist organization. What sort of things are you seeing as the campaign has going on? I guess before all of that, how long has the campaign been going on in general so far? It started December of 2020, and so we've been going on for a couple years now and really sort of uh, going through different phases. So our first phase was really getting that research off the ground as our foundation, and that's really informed a lot of the activities um, that we've done throughout the campaign. And what we found throughout the research is that racism is still very prevalent in uh, in sport and that it's not only systemic, but it's also overt racism and microaggressions that are happening. And they continue to happen. And as we go forward into our activities and we do a lot more consultations, we've been doing a lot of intersectional con consultations as well with disability groups or with youth groups and understanding where does that really lie? What are the issues? And then what are the recommendations from the community? And I think that's what stands us apart as a, as a campaign is it's really community driven. It's not top down. It's very much like bottom up and, and, and throughout as well. What are some of those recommendations and suggestions that you've been hearing? from the community? A big one is representation at all levels. So when we're looking at representation, we're not just looking at representation as athletes, but we're looking at representation of coaching, but administrators, of board members, the really having people in the decision-making seats is really what's important and making sure that the people who are making those decisions look like the community that they serve. 
the more that we're seeing in terms of data of, you know, immigration and the people that are moving here to Canada, we are continuing to become more and more diverse here in the country. And we need to see that represented within all aspects of our communities. So that is very important to see. And uh, I guess what are some other things that they've been uh, talking about? So they're talking about representation. So in athletes, um, uh, leadership, coaches, that sort of thing. What other things are they looking at? A big piece is training. So understanding what racism is, what does it mean in sport, and what is anti-racism, and what does it truly mean to be an anti-racist? And it's not about, um, you know, it's a big difference between, um, you know, standing on the sidelines and saying nothing and actually being anti-racist and doing something. And those are two very distinct because one, even though it's an inaction, it's still an action, but it's an action towards the wrong direction. So you want to make sure that if you're being anti-racist, that that you're given the tools that you need, especially as a referee or as a spectator, what can you do? Um, or even as a coach and a decision maker, what type of policies need to be in place? And then how do you implement those policies? So training is a big piece and we're looking to train all sports and all provincial sport organizations all clubs and everyone at every level so that they understand what does it mean to be anti-racist and what they can do in their roles. Yeah, in terms of discrimination and racism, there's no such thing as neutrality in a situation like that. You're either, as you mentioned, you don't say anything, which kind of makes you maybe not complicit, but you're you're not actively dealing with the, you know, the the, the, the hatred and things that are kind of growing within communities. So yeah, having that approach of being active and against those things is really important. What can we as a community continue to do to, you know, fight injustice and continue as particularly in sport, make it more uh, accessible to all peoples? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is just um, when decisions are being made is that they're intentional decisions. We're not just making decisions because, you know, it's way been doing them for a long time, but we're doing them because we're trying to get towards um, towards equity is sort of what we're looking to. And I think that that needs to be at the forefront, especially when we're looking at the recommendations from the Truth and Reconciliation Commission and incorporating those and always just being mindful about how are we being inclusive? Are we being inclusive? And how can we be more intentional about that? I think that's a, a broad spectrum sort of answer for it because it, there's no one answer to say, how do we eliminate racism in sport? But there's little things that we can do. And I think intentionality about that is how do we make sure that we're inclusive as an organization? How do we make sure that we're diverse? How do we make sure that we have representation on our boards? If we look around at our boards and we realize there isn't a lot of representation and there isn't intersectional representation, that should be sort of, you know, like a, you know, a, a light bulb, like, oh, okay, we, we have to make sure that we have representation here so that we have everybody's voices and we're able to hear everybody's concerns. Having more diversity in all aspects of our communities is only going to allow us to become stronger. When we're talking about sports, um, you never know who's going to be that next big player who could be playing on Team Canada at the Olympics or being someone that in like 10, 15 years, we're saying like, wow, this person is going through these high level of sports and we're really excited to say, hey, they're Canadian. Hey, we they were a part of our community. We helped build them up together to build this. And it's only going to be possible if we continue to take down hurdles, remove barriers, and provide opportunities for everyone to thrive. Exactly. And I think that's what um, one part of uh, anti-racism is doing and part of that. And that's another reason why we're having our conference that's coming up in a couple days, because when we look at access and inclusion, it isn't just about um, 
anti-racism, but it's all that intersectional perspective. You know, what does access and inclusion mean to disability groups? What does access and inclusion mean to indigenous groups? So we're really looking at that holistic perspective of access and inclusion instead of an umbrella term. And what can we each do within our sport organizations to make a difference in all of them? Yeah. Well, how about we jump right into it then? So the <laughs> conference uh, coming up this Saturday, um, yeah, just looking over some of the things, it's going to be a really exciting time. People coming together to work towards uh, solutions to some of the systemic issues that we see within our systems. How about you just give us a quick walkthrough of what that day is going to look like? Yeah, so it's going to start off or bright and early at 9 a.m. And we're starting off with a great session um, on anti-racism, but it's not the project consultants who are going to be running this. This is actually going to be our youth advisory committee that we've brought together from youth uh, 18 to 25 who are really advising us and consulting on, you know, what are they feeling that needs to happen in the sport community to really create an anti-racism atmosphere. And so their presentation is going to be on addressing their lack of representation in coaches and administration and really focusing on that as their specific topic. So it'll be a really great piece from hearing from youth in our community and, and understanding the perspectives they're coming from and, and implementing their advice as well. Um, we also have organizations from uh, the disability groups, um, inclusive and recreation opportunities for people with disabilities, like breaking barriers we're very excited about that one we also have a presentation on the sport experiences of women and girls from the canadian women in sport um, and we also have a rainbow resource center and out there winnipeg doing a presentation on the uh, awareness and inclusion in sport for the two slgbtq plus groups um, yeah, and then a panel we have, like, we have so many things. We have a panel on newcomers and creating uh, welcoming and culturally safe space in sport. And then um, also um, Indigenous access and inclusion to sport with the Mantua Aboriginal Sport and Recreation Council. So it's, uh, it's a packed day, but it's going to be a really great day. I really appreciate that there is opportunity for uh, youths to speak or youth leadership, because that's something that oftentimes the opinions and thoughts of youth can often be just kind of brushed over like, okay, kid, you don't have the, the experience or wisdom to talk about this situation sort of thing. But youth can come at things at such a new angle that, you know, if you are older, you may not never think of the ideas or solutions that they may come up with. So I think that's great to have that variety in terms of age, as well as disability and members of the 2SLGBTQ community. And I think that's what we really want to strive is that we're looking for that intersectional lens when we look at what does access and inclusion mean. Um, a lot of the times, as I sort of mentioned before, is that people use that umbrella term of access and inclusion and they kind of just drop it there or, or diversity and inclusion, but they don't really talk about the specifics of what does it mean to be diverse and inclusive. And I think that's what we want to point out is we mean these very specific things and we're making these very specific recommendations. And that way organizations can, can take that in and say, what can we do? Oh, this is what we can do? Great. This is how we're going to acknowledge that within our organization and move forward. In terms of racism, and just in, um, improving diversity and inclusion, there's no such thing as just a one-stop solution. You can't just, here's the band-aid for that. We're done. We solved it. It takes a lot of work, and it takes so many different pieces in order to address the intricacies of, you know, that sort of situation and system. And uh, I think that, you know, when people... When people speak, we need to hear them. When people in our community speak, we need to hear them. We really need to acknowledge it and then also um, engage them and listen and 
apply what they're telling us to, because if we don't, we're just, you know, we're not making any progress and we're going to keep having the same issues that we've been having forever. So we're hoping that this really, you know, moves the needle a little bit forward and next year we'll do it again and we'll have different topics. And that's sort of the idea of this conference is that it's, you don't just come once and you learn and then you're, you walk away. It's a, it's a learning journey for everybody. And how can we like, how can we continue to implement? How can we do different things that will make it a safe environment for everyone to participate in sport. And I noticed something on the website for in terms of tickets and registration is that you had a free option. Is this part of Exactly. So um, we do have a $15 a ticket, which is a, your general ticket, but we also have a barrier free option. We don't require anybody to prove their uh, prove their type of barrier. But if it's a barrier free, it means a free registration. We're happy to have everybody and we really want to make sure that everyone can attend this uh, regardless of uh, of whether they can pay or not. Who's all registering? Uh... Uh, for this program? Is this members of the community that are uh, coming in? It's a variety of different organizations. There's community participants that are there. We're going to be have different sport organizations like provincial sport organizations. Um, community sport clubs are also coming. Um, we have representatives from administration, including the city of Winnipeg, who's also attending. So it'll be a really diverse community. And as part of the uh, the the conference at the end of the conference we're having a reflection and takeaway section so we're going to break up into different groups so that organizations can really think about how are they going to take the information that they learn from the day and go back to their diverse organizations and how are they going to implement them and i think that's a, a really great way to incorporate everyone to the conference yeah continuing to get the community involved getting them to think because then next year they'll have a whole year to think about oh yeah these are some of the things and like oh we've worked on this oh let's approach at it this way it's only a beneficial way yeah exactly that's what we're hoping for in terms of the panels and things what is one that stands out to you that you're really excited to listen to I think what's new this year, I think for us is that youth group. I think that a lot of the times, as you had mentioned before, um, sometimes youth get discounted because they're, they would be considered inexperienced, right? But a lot of the times, I think we discount that experience as really valuable experience and really genuine and raw experience as well, because it's something that they're, they're going through now. It's not something that they're reflecting upon, you know, years later. I'm really excited to see their perspective and, and how their view of the future, um, their, you know, idealistic view, which I think we really need to incorporate more as well. It's not only about, um, you know, what can't we do, but it's what can we do and what could we do, I think is something that's really looking forward. We're lo really looking forward to hear from the youth about. And it's something that's going to be affecting them for a long, long time, right? They're, they're coming into it and they're going to be living through uh, those changes. So the more we can implement them and see you know, what they want to see, it can build the future for them. Yeah, exactly. And it's a really great intersectional group from um, really diverse and it's their recommendations are, are very sound. And I think it's, it's great to have that perspective and we're going to continue to have, you know, intersectional perspectives as part of the campaign and as part of our conference. For the anti-racism in sport campaign, what are we kind of looking ahead towards? What are some maybe new projects or those like conversations that are going to be happening? Of course, there's the conference that's happening this this weekend. Mm -hmm. But you know, what's sort of the plans after that? 
Well, what's really great is we received some funding from the provincial government from Sport Culture and Heritage and uh, to, to help us with our public awareness campaign. So that's another thing is you'll be seeing us a little bit more in the next few months uh, sort of out there and promoting uh, the information that we have, and then also the trainings that we have as well, because uh, it's a really great resource for organizations to look for and, and how do they, what's their first step in becoming an anti-racist organization. And we're hoping to get that word out a bit more, especially through that promotion. And it's a great time because as you know, lockdowns have ended for COVID, uh, people are going to be kind of biting at the bit to get out there, building those com- kind of community engagement activities, like having more sports and everything. So being out there is a perfect opportunity right now. Mm-hmm, exactly. So I think it'll be a, I think it'll be really great. I think it's um, a leverage point that we can we can have with our community, and um, we're hoping to have more programming in the future. Just waiting on some grants and seeing if we get them. Oh, that's exciting. I, I'm i really hoping to uh, hear from you more about that. I'd love to just see how this campaign continues to evolve and works towards more equitable and equal futures for uh, everyone. Yes, me too. And I hope that we can bring you along in the journey. Fantastic. Is there anything else you'd like to share about the campaign or the uh, the conference? We just printed out these infographics. You can get them at Sport Manitoba, and there's a few other places. Um, I'll have to get back to you on exactly those locations, but you can pick up these infographics, and I can send that to you as well so you can have an image of that if you'd like. And it's a, a really great thing that people can put up at their sport communities and also at their clubs. So if someone is interested in learning more about the anti-racism in sports campaign, where should they go? Ah, they should go to our website at antiracismsport.ca or they should follow us on social media. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight? Leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was You Talk. And have yourself a good one.